I read um I read that you have a no assholes policy. Yes. Yeah, and it's something that really we definitely try I I succeeded like, with actually everyone so lovely on our movie, but I was so interested when I read that from from you because I sort of thought I wonder if that is a sort of particularly female thing and I don't I, you know I don't generally like gendering things but I think we've all felt that thing I think of feeling like nobody can give a fuck if we're comfortable and so certainly for me I just couldn't bear the idea of anyone coming in and feeling like hostile environment I just can't imagine like screaming in someone's face someone who's a very established um actor and director in this industry um gave me really terrible advice that was helpful because i just knew i had to do the opposite and they said listen the way to get respect on a set you have to have three arguments a day three <laughs> arguments big arguments that just reinstate your power remind everyone who's in charge be the predator and i was like that is the opposite of my process and I want none of that. And, and I think that it is an unfortunate part of the kind of the paradigm as it is, as it's been created over the last hundred years, the idea that great art has to come from a place of discomfort and anxiety, and that the pressure cooker has to get to a point where it can be something intense and valuable in that way. And I do think it may be a uniquely female instinct to say like, look, we can be nurturing and we can multitask. And it doesn't mean that anyone needs to be uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean that I have to constantly remind you of my, my position, because I don't think anyone on a set has ever forgotten who's in charge. It's in fact, an incredibly hierarchical system. If anything, I think we'd all benefit to sort of remove the hero narrative from that structure and to acknowledge that a director is uh, a sum of all these parts that we have the opportunity to, to delegate to all these incredible people that we've asked to come on board. And I think if we, we'd be better served to kind of lean into that, to remind everyone of the kind of cohesive collective process rather than constantly saying like, I'm in charge. I, I remember I worked for a director who felt I think very threatened that or or at least concerned that maybe as a woman men weren't listening and i think she felt quite anxious about it and wanted to kind of continue to uh sort of reinforce the idea that like i'm in charge i'm in charge and then felt actually worried that anyone questioning her meant that they were questioning her because she was a woman and so she felt she had to battle with them constantly and it, i felt for her because it was exhausting and i i think that if we enter this process as as directors who are women which one day we'll get rid of the female director title and just be directors but if we all enter the process without thinking like they're not going to listen to me it's a battle if we just removed that and realize like they're here they want to work for me they could have taken another job and so it's actually my job to take care of them and to listen um i just think the product would be better on the whole The literally opposite of uh, the French Connection, what we, were, what we were talking about with Billy Friedkin, like pulling the shit of Gene Hackman. <laughs> yes. What well, a study in contrast. <laughs> the opposite of uh, anything that uh, Kubrick does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Peace and love, peace and love, but yeah. <laughs> well, this is movie night extravaganza. I have to go take care of something for a second, but. Uh, <laughs> So Let, I, I, no, I just have to go. This, there's this uh, air humidifier right now, and this basement is like, I don't know. Uh, I'm gotcha. the heat. 
I, I thought you were going to say the thing you have to take care of is introduce the show, but uh, you know. <laughs> which is important to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I, I, I like you it. Want you want to be honest? Can you introduce the panel? Absolutely. Happy to. Uh, I, of course, am Kona Neutron. Uh, I'm going to start with me because I'm now doing the introductions. Host of Protonic Reversal, uh, band leader, guitarist, singer of Kona Neutron, The Secret Friends, action chief as well. Uh, I bring the rock and roll, and I am very pleased to talk about this movie because I think it is a stellar one. Uh, over here, we have J. Andrew World, Panda Hump, we call him. Everybody's saying it more and more. More and more. Uh, artist and illustrator, host of Bad Takes, uh, collector of Esoteria uh, for films and haunting your letterbox dimensions uh, when possible. Uh, additionally, we have, okay, now I'm confused. I'm in the wrong spot. There we go. I was doing, I'm doing the pointing bit, so I got to keep it going. Christina, the pizza girl. I'm Christina on Twitch, Twitter, uh, doing your your all your pop cultures, uh, a, a, a goodness and a friend and co-host of the show. Welcome, Christina. It's always Yay. good to see you. I love this movie. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have the one and only Katie Byron, the woman, the myth, the legend. Friend of the show now, and friend of mine, uh, who actually did work on, uh, has done work on many great movies and uh, TV shows and things along those lines, uh, but is, is an insider, an insider, folks, of, uh, of Booksmart. Katie, an welcome insider, to the show. An insider. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It's really fun to be here. I'm, I, I also just like feel like I'm excited to go back to Booksmart days. It's so, it's so fun to this is a so when when did you do production on this? Was it it must have been probably correct twenty twenty eighteen then if I remember right? God, I feel like yeah, maybe it's 2017. Oh wow, yeah. okay. it might have been twenty eighteen. I yeah, forget. It's it's hilarious because it feels like uh you know last four years or like four weeks and vice versa. So it's kind of hard to tell time uh, these days, and especially when you're as busy as yourself. But how did you get a uh, How'd you, how'd you get uh, turned on to this? Was it, was this was your first, this was your first time uh, working with Olivia, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. How'd you get turned on to that? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I just met on the job and um, I had worked with Annapurna a few times and, and, you know, had a relationship with them and they put me up to the job and I met with Olivia a few times and then it just, it just worked. Like our, uh, it was like really easy to collaborate and, and just like, ideas were just it was one of those like meetings where like you you start talking and just ideas keep just like exploding 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 you know one of those type of friendships how how early did she introduce the no assholes policy like was that from the beginning you know was there there someone that uh sparked it perhaps Mm. (laughs) well no yeah it's so funny watching that video i'm like god i just love her so much um you know it's like so fun to have a boss that you just like you just really believe in yeah her no assholes policy i think like you know early on she just has like been you know she's she's gotten to study under a lot of directors by being an actress um under so many great directors and i think that's where she got to learn like how to how to be her own um, like you know to, to to direct the way that she wants to direct that, yeah. That's one thing that I that I got from the movie, like from first watching, it was that just it was like, wow, this does not seem like a debut film at all. Like it comes from a very self assured place. Like it's it's incredibly informed. Like it feels very naturalistic. Like it's impressive as as a de- I mean, it's impressive either way. But it's impressive as a debut feature, especially. She's amazing. 
Yeah, and the confidence to let uh, like uh, it seems like a lot of the bits in the in the film were like uh, improvised and like built upon from from intro uh, introvert intro I cannot speak intravenous <laughs> comedy. Inter yes. it, yeah. <laughs> Inter they bring it by IV. We Thank need a transfusion stat. Yes. Word IV. Yeah. Uh, the, the, like, like improvisation. The, the, the improvisation. Yes, yeah, seems to be like built up. Uh, you know, uh, throughout throughout the production of the film, and uh, there, there's something very natural about most of the jokes. Um, uh, I, I think, uh, which I can't imagine all of them being on the page. Yeah, there was um... and a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like one of the things is like because she's so confident, she let a lot of people like kind of like be as creative and bold as they could be. So then you have like everyone taking it further. I mean, like everybody was like, "I'm gonna make the best prop. I'm gonna light it the best," and you know, like yeah. so it was like everybody was flexing, and she just like really like empowered everyone to like flex as much as possible. Um, so I think that like yeah, like it was like all of the. It was just such a fun. It was such a fun environment because we all got to like. Just be totally brave. Um, yeah. Yeah, because some directors can be so restrictive and like you know stick to the script, do it this way, no do you have to do it that way, whatnot. So it's great that she was letting you know everyone kind of like uh, like flex their talents and be very uh, free flowing with like what they can like you know come up with. Yeah, and like also that like confidence when you're so confident, you just also you inspire confidence. So it's kind of like one of the best collaborative um, relationships is when is when you feel brave, but then you also feel like, like totally fine to have someone say that's a stupid idea, you know? So you can be like, oh, what about this? And then someone can just be like, oh, that's a horrible idea and you could not be offended by it. So, so, so how did that freedom uh, affect your work on the film? Um, it was like, well, in, in terms of the art department, it was like, I think there was a lot of, um, you know, every single thing we put into the film was like, is it special? Is it like, is it something we've always wanted to use? You know, is it like color choices we've like always wanted to like pull out or, you know, shopping at prop houses? Like what, what thing have we seen that we're like, oh, there's a, you know, where's the spot for this? Um, it was just like a way to, to, you know, to use everything that we wanted. And also just to like kind of come up with a very stylized version of what this movie could be. Because um, I think that like one thing that I I talked to Olivia early on about it, she really wanted a stylized film, and uh, you know she was like, well, how how do we really kind of how can we do it and and be naturalistic as well? Like how can we have that authenticity? And the idea was like, well, if we elevate everything, you know, like if everything is just like like you know this opulence, uh, we can like pull off this like overall tone. So it's like you know the the um, the the dialogue and the art department and the you know camera choices and you know shot shots and everything can kind of like be extreme and over the top and kind of like work in a in a way. Yeah, I think we're seeing like a new era of directors, male or female, that are or LGBT that are really wanting a very like stylized film. They want you know boldness. They want certain editing to be done. Like it's really great that we're actually going towards something new with filmmaking. About time, <laughs> I yeah. you know, Katie. It occurs to me that not everyone may understand necessarily what uh, production design is. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's you know it's a mix of people that are like you know insiders and just film yeah. fans. So, 
and this is I know this is kind of like one of those like, oh, God, really like kind of things. But I think it might be interesting coming from you. Could you give us like a little just taste of like what what kind of work you do on these productions? Yeah. So a production designer is um, in charge of how I like to say is we're in charge of the visual um, world of a film or a television show. So it's everything like everything from locations to the color choices, the painting on the walls, wallpapers, props, set deck, um, the way things are lit, because a lot of stuff is um, practically lit. Um, and so, you know, like a lot of the visual story is, is actually the job of the art department, which is led by the production designer. So on my team, I have like a ton of people that work underneath me that like I also have the same policy that Olivia has where like, I like to embolden and embolden people and like, you know, give them a lot of like, tr you know, trust to push themselves further. Um, so yeah, like I, like I usually am hired on um, at the same time as a cinematographer, but I start earlier. So I usually like, the first thing I do is I read a script and then try to imagine like which, where it takes place. Sometimes there's already a location in mind, but then like a lot of times, you know, the production designer will get to weigh in on where in the world it's shot. And then and then it's like about finding those locations and building those sets and sort of like visualizing the whole universe that it that it takes place in. So um, you know, like a lot of the a lot of the work that I did in the very beginning on Bookstar was like, you know, coming up with this like overall tone that the film could have. Yeah. But then also like finding all the locations and like, you know, driving around all, all of LA and like being like, that's a rad spot. Let's shoot there and like figuring out. And then, when, and then once you find the location, you usually like, you know, empty them out completely and bring in everything you want. <laughs> all this, yeah, all the, the stuff you source from everywhere else. And I think about something yeah. like, uh, like, the, like the pool scene is like yeah. just so cool. Like, there's another way of like shooting that and like framing that and whatever that would like make it look much more mundane. But it it was was really beautiful. But it didn't strike me as like in a way that it like was radically different than like the rest of the film. I think there's all like a, like a very heavy vibe uh, that maybe is a little more ineffable than some folks might be able to uh, pull off. And it's, you know, it, it, it's very subtle and it's something that it, it managed to look both <laughs> effortlessly like suburban style and it's kind of like like places, but also have a, a slight element of the fantastical. Uh, like just like extra, like an extra, bit. Yeah, almost and, dreamlike too. Like 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 there was mm -hmm. a certain dreamlike quality to that scene. Yeah, well, that house is really interesting. That house is like we we found this like amazing house that was uh, came with all this furniture that was super gorgeous. But um, in order to shoot there, these people that owned that house were um, collectors of furniture. So part of the whole thing was that like we had to relocate all their furniture and bring in all of our own furniture. So we gutted the house and then and then when we brought in um, all the furniture, there was like a lot of production design has to do with like a story that's not on the page. So like with yeah. Nick's house, it was like, well, what is this character of Nick Dan's house? Like, who is she? Like, who is this person? So we came up with this like idea of like, you know, she's this like single older lady who just has like who just like is you know a goddess like she's got like beautiful things and gorgeous lamps and um you know she's into like sensuality and like it's just a, it's a space that is like full of opulence um but yeah like the the, the, the we also put like tons and tons of lamps in in most of the movies that, that we work in so that it kind of has this like jewel box kind of aesthetic 
Uh, but yeah, with that house, it was like, you know, you, you come up with this story and then like, it sort of falls away, but it's there. It gives you some sort of like, you know. It, it feels lived in yeah. too. Like, like, like there was, I'm sorry. If, if you weren't no, yeah. it, it, it totally feels lived in, uh, you know, the, the, the world in, uh, that the movie was set in. So like every location really did feel like, like, you know, like, like nothing ever took me out of the movie. Um, I, I recently watched a god awful um, uh, Dolph Lundgren zombie movie because um, that's what I do. He sure um, does, what, folks. Yeah, no, no. I honestly, I draw most of the time when I'm watching these things, so like I'm not really watching them. It's just on. So, uh, but yeah, you can see on my letterbox, I, I watch god awful films. But uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that was driving me nuts about that movie is just like, oh, they just showed up at a construction site. Okay, you know, oh, they're remodeling this building so they could film there. All right. Yeah. Uh, like it's, no. There's no one's gonna chase us away actively if we do this. Like yeah, I basically. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to see this movie. That sounds cool. Oh god. No, it really wasn't. I mean, there's not a lot of something like, we, like we just talked about the French Connection last week as our lot, like yeah. as our you know as that episode, and it's a similar I think dynamic with like them just kind of going like, oh, what can we use? Can we run through the subway? Can we run through this? Like you know, can we, we can do, do it. Twenty minute car scene, like. Yeah, which which they they if I remember right, they didn't let anybody know they were gonna do right like that. They, they yeah. just sort of like, all right, seventies, let's go. <laughs> all right, I mean, can you like, imagine? Yeah, that is like how everyone wants to make films. But God, yeah, it's it's really hard in the U.S. to do that. So many roles. Yeah, especially like someplace like New York where. Yeah, it wasn't in the 70s though that's the thing like there was a very brief amount of time where everyone was like this is premier filmmaking it's not telling anyone you're gonna do anything and yeah. not working with film unions and like not um actually get like getting in whoever you want and trying to do it on the cheap and that's like premier filmmaking you can make something good out of that but you know that's really not well you you can argue that like the french connection was beget by Godard, like by, by breathless or something right you know i mean there, there, there's a strong case to be made for it that it was like oh it it has to be dangerous to feel dangerous you know that that kind of thing and there definitely was like a window i think there uh where and then eventually people were like you know what maybe it doesn't have to be dangerous to feel dangerous uh, I, how much of this was on was in the uh, script when you first shot, Katie? Like, how how much of the of the film was there? Oh, I mean, the script evolved so much. Like Olivia and Katie Silverman, her co-writer, they really they have a thing where they are so good at taking scripts that like feel just like you know like good scripts, but then like really kind of elevating them, and they are constantly churning out and like. You know, every day it would be like new jokes, new, 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 yeah. new, new bits, new pieces, and yeah, like everything would inform. Um, like with with that like creative process, it's so organic. It's like constantly growing with everyone that's involved. Um, so I mean, I actually feel like when I watched the final cut, there was like stuff that I was surprised by. You know, oh wow, they like made a joke out of that thing that we right you know, <laughs> never imagined. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was like an ever changing script. Well, that's an, that's ambitious too, and it's not just like a uh, delivery vehicle for like a comedian or something. It's a very much an ensemble cast. Everyone kind of gets to have, you know, fully rounded character, uh, you know, with with arcs that kind of inter intercede and overlap and go back around, and it, and that's it's a lot to keep a handle on. I think I've seen folks try it and you know it doesn't work or like worse, it like you just don't care. Yeah. And I think this movie does a great job of just, you know, keeping all the plates spinning and then still managing to, like, keep that, that basic narrative function going to make it very fun. It was very well-rounded. 
And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot to pull off. And I mean, yeah, I'm sure everyone wants to make movies that well-rounded characters that are, that have arcs, but like most of them don't, frankly, <laughs> at least for my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Or those, I've watched them all. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I was, I was about to say, and Andy watches most of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the arcs get to be very simplistic in a lot of these like teen movies, specifically like coming of age movies. Yeah. And I don't feel that way with this movie. I feel like they were very com like complex, well-rounded characters. Nuanced, even. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was gonna say that like this was um, one thing that like Olivia wanted to do that was different in the very beginning, and she, she didn't believe because she's like, because she she's an actress, she feels like there should be no thing as like a bit part that like everyone should be really well rounded characters, and just was like every single person like deserves like their, um, you know, like spin off, like every single character yeah. to be interesting and and really work to like kind of like create that with each actor. Um, but I think that that's what's so cool about the film. And, and that's what like, you know, love about a lot of the like the teen movies of like the eighties is they did a really good job of that too. You know, where like every single character is important. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I mean like, uh, you know, like, 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 you know, some like fast times, like, you know, yeah. like a character like Damone, it's like, oh, you could like have, like, everyone remembers the lines. It was like, no, that's a pretty like complicated character, like, uh, like on, on the screen, like in the same way, like Billy Lord's character in this is like, like, where's your spinoff yeah. Disney plus prestige wow. series, you know? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> love, so I love Billy. She's amazing. Yeah, they didn't push her too hard into the thing either, where you're like, I don't know, I want to know what her deal is. And they're like, no, yeah. she's, just, she's just there. She's kind of she shows up here and there and yeah <laughs> how are you why are you, why are you here and she's just like <laughs> what i'm here i don't know i got here the same way as everyone else like there's a whole there's a whole parallel movie you could make of just there like how jared and her right. got to, from party to party yeah, totally well I, I, maybe yeah maybe she's she's uh she's maybe this was an actual uh the first multiverse movie before that was a little more uh I guess Porky's. I don't want to talk about Porky's. Come on, man. get that out of there. It's a, I think that's a, a glory hole joke. Now, uh, did we all have a similar experience? To hope your patterns, though, Stevie. Because I didn't. I didn't have a wild like high school life. I was. I didn't even have like a wild like going off to college type of scenario with my life. I was just a boring individual. Like I didn't. Yeah. Even drink until I was twenty-one. Like, uh, yeah, I, I I had hippie parents and, you know, basically got to see every kind of drug that wasn't heroin done in front of me before I was uh, out of high school. So therefore, the the idea of you should be sorry, Stevie, uh, the idea of <laughs> uh, rebellion wasn't like, hey, let's go out and get messed up. It was just like, hey, let's have some autonomy and freedom and do some of the things we want to do. So definitely much more of withdrawn, which I'm going to say wasn't fun or anything. But yeah, yeah, like the idea of finding the wild party wasn't exactly my my cup of tea but i definitely knew people that were and i were friend was friends with because all because all the the uh friends or people that i knew who went who i went to middle school and high school with they did all their partying when they were 12 13 14, oh, yeah. 13 years old yeah. so so totally yeah yeah like by the time like so i i i didn't drink until i was 22 and then i i mean at that point like i knew people that had like became alcoholics or you know realize they're alcoholics whatever 
went to rehab, came back, relapsed multiple times over before I ever decided, like, yeah, maybe I probably don't have the gene. I can but, go ahead and get but it. But now they're like, they're like 21. They're like, I can't deal with drinking. I get hangovers. And I'm like, ha ha. I waited until I was a responsible adult. So I don't get hangovers. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and then, so that's, you know, and, and that's a certain type of experience. But I like that it's not like, a lot a lot of teen teen movies come into age stuff they they, they kind of have a, a reductive like one size fits all sort of philosophy yeah. uh that makes it so that it seems like everyone has like this cookie cutter you know fitting into the script so to speak <laughs> of uh of what that experience should look like and, and i like that that pretty much doesn't happen here i mean everyone had like 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 a perfect example right like you know our our, our two our two main characters um molly and amy they uh they're obsessed with you know getting good grades right that's that's, that's the point of the movie. the conceit of the movie and then and they said like okay well we're gonna live instead but the whole superiority well especially beanie's character uh but well, both of them they, they have about like oh well we put in the work and so we're gonna like you know be rewarded with this and then it's like oh no all of they, they all have they just also have a well-rounded life yeah. And I get to have that epiphany, which becomes a growth experience and something yeah. that kind of kind of has them forced into some interesting situations, including ones where they have to have empathy for people that they thought were like one kind of person, like a dullard or like, you know, somebody they don't want in their life or whatever. And then to have that epiphany of like, oh, no, they're actually pretty cool and not that much different than me. And OK, maybe I was being a jerk about this. I mean, what other God, is there any better thing for uh, growing up than that, right? To realize that like is everything isn't like absolutes and like <laughs> like black and white. It's yeah, great. it kind of reminds me of a film he did called Another Round. In a way, when it comes to relationship yeah. with alcohol, it's true. That's true. Not all Another good. Round. Not all bad. One of one of my one of one of my one of my favorites of the year. Uh, so yeah, I think that it's 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 very well done that you, everyone has everything that's happening and they're not necessarily telling you about what's happening. Like that's the thing that, that takes me out of these kinds of movies when someone sort of announces their actions or like what their thought process is. I'm like, come on. I mean, unless it's like so overpronounced that it's like funny or something, but like, it's, it's, so I feel like the, like the coming of age movie is probably behind the romantic comedy as far as that goes. Cause those are just like, I mean, you don't, I mean, look at Hallmark, right? You don't need to do anything. It's a low, <laughs> it's just like, just end it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just like the lowest hanging fruit and they're just like well we're just gonna pick it because that's all we're gonna bother to do people will watch it anyway and i love that this is a smart movie that kind of goes extra with it and and shows and again there are object lessons to be sure but it's not like hey everybody here's the lesson but they're also like you know incredible moments where it's like maybe don't uh, listen to pornography in the backseat of your principal's car, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like, one of my favorite scenes, by the way. <laughs> and I probably laughed for a solid minute. I, 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 I was like, okay, I was very glad I didn't see it in the theater because I was like, I'm going to watch that again. I'm gonna, we got to watch that whole thing again. I, I and then him asking if it was Cardi B. Oh, amazing. Yeah, like the tag on it. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I mean, I, I think it's there. There's a lot of. It seems very much, Katie, like it was. It was like it takes a village to put something like this together, right? I mean, I, it it, it kind of. It seems like it must have felt like almost, you know, like uh, like a band or something, right? Everybody's working together to like create a something better and more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, we truly didn't want it to end. I mean, we were like, we how do we just roll it? Like, how do we make this go longer? Which was like a yeah. 
we, you know, usually at the end of a film experience, you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> like I can't talk to these people ever again. And this one was just like, everyone was like, wanted me to keep going. And it was just like so good. And actually there was a, there's something I like learned early on, or I had an idea that like, if, it, if the job was like, if the job was like fun, that maybe, um, or like easy, if the job was fun or easy, that like it would be a bad movie. Oh, sorry. Um, like I, I had this idea that like that was the case. And so when this movie was like really fun and, and, and felt easy for, for me at least to make, um, I was like, oh, this movie's probably going to be bad. Like, <laughs> um, There's no way something artistically worthwhile can be easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when I saw it, I remember like the first thing I, like, I just like ran up to Olivia and was like, you broke the system. You broke the rules. Like it's, it was fun and it's good. Like that's, yeah. That was like a real eye opener and like changed me just because I was like, oh wow, like if that's true, then like wow, that's that's wild. They can both they can be fun and good. Wow. I honestly feel like Olivia is going to be like Greta Gerwig level of like an excellent director, producing a, like directing amazing films. Like I'm really excited for the uh, Don't Worry Darling film that she's also like going to be like having a supporting role in because like. Female directors are having a moment, but again, it shouldn't just be called female directors. They're still directors. And the fact that she's able to do what she wants to do, like no one's telling her, it seems like no one's telling her, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. Or she's like, I'm going to do what I want. And fuck you. If you don't, if you won't let me, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, that's what I love about like her work that she's been, that she's been coming up with. And I feel like book smart is going to be one of those films with like, Every generation has a coming of age, coming of yeah. age movies. And this is in the Gen Z level. Like, I always felt like millennials, we got in Gen X uh, and Gen Y, we all got like all the great, like, coming of age films. But it seems like we now are getting to that, like, Gen Z is finally having like their moment. And we're having amazing directors like Olivia and Greta coming up with these amazing coming of age stories for this new generation. A lot, of it, a lot of them have been like prestige TV shows, but like movies, I think they're just yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like Euphoria or something like that, right? Like, yeah, Riverdale. But then there's yeah, I mean like like you know Ghost World, which we're gonna cover later. Later, I, I think Lady Bird is it. What's funny because because Lady Bird's almost exactly like when I was uh, <laughs> the titular character's age, which is hilarious to me, and only two cities away from where I grew up, doubly hilarious. Ooh. But uh, by the way, uh, Katie didn't. Don't worry, darling. Probably, probably pretty great, right? What can you tell us anything about it? No well, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got Harry Styles in it. <laughs> it's gonna. I mean, I, I don't know. I hope it's phenomenal. It was a. It's a good. It's really good looking. Um, and it's a. And Florence is incredible. Harry's incredible. I mean, it has all the workings for it to be good. So I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to Venice actually in a month. So. Fantastic! That's awesome. Yeah. And for, for those uninitiated, uh, Katie worked on that film as well. That's why. I yeah, can't it. wait to go through that film. It's funny that she has Jason Sudeikis in her first film, and then she has Harry Styles in her second film. Yes. <laughs> you got to use, you know, the people around you and really feed that talent. I like it. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, she like because uh, like a lot of people are like Harry Styles is an actor. I'm like, well, he did the Eternals. He's going to be doing some Marvel stuff. But like from looking at the trailer. 
it seems like this film is gonna like his acting is probably gonna be like really really like phenomenal considering like it's like a psychological erotic thriller and i'm like oh that's right up my alley christina's actually she's ready to give him the oscar now yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> that and Margot Robbie for Barbie when that comes out. Right, right. There's already, there's already look. It's you got to, uh, you got to go with the trailer, right? Like that's how you decide what movie should be uh, the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's Absolutely. how that's how we do it. Yeah. Well, Shia, Shia LaBeouf was going to be that character, and then he didn't really, really he didn't check the no assholes box. Oh, ah. really? <laughs> yes. Well, I wouldn't have thought Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> And I just feel like it would have been such a different movie with him on it. But yeah, he, he, we, we did like a little music video with him while we were shooting Don't Worry Darling. And um, I think it was like then he got, you know, accused of uh, like all of the assault. And it was just like clear, like this can't, this can't happen on the film. Yeah. He, he had like an Ezra, uh, Ezra Miller moment kind of. I mean, I, but then I feel like was uh, a clip by Ezra Miller really? at this point. But like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, for a while, like, you're hearing stories every other week about, like, Shia LaBeouf doing something else. He'd be drunk, he'd be screaming at someone at one point. Oh, like, okay. Top, like, yeah. <laughs> Ezra Miller took it up a notch. Ezra Miller is definitely that's, that escalating quickly. Why I don't that, it had, like, this no asshole policy. So it's like, you know, it's, it, you know, there's a checklist she probably has. Number, like, definitely just no asshole. And that's it, probably, I'm assuming. Well, I think it's also really hard when, like, you know, of course, like, Shia LaBeouf is a great actor, and, like, there's all kinds of reasons yeah. to keep him in, but, like, yeah, if that's your policy, it's like, well, sorry. You want to make everyone comfortable on set. Everyone has yeah. to get along. Everyone has to vibe with each other. Like, I mean, there are some movies where actors hate each other, but they had amazing chemistry, and I'm like, that takes a lot of skill in order to actually have so much hate, like, just, like, no reason. Like, I remember when it came to... Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, they did not get along, but they hashed it out. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it looked great on the in the movie, right? Which is what yeah. But yeah, then and the other and the other side, if you got like Jared Leto is the in the original Suicide Squad being a prick to everybody because he yeah. wants to like stay in character. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a real good time. He wants to stay in character, which means that he has no actual talent, and his whole thing is like, oh, I'll make as many stories as I want, like headlines as I want about um, my ability to method act. And that's which wasn't even have. in character he was just yeah. you know being a jerk he was sending people use anyway. condoms at one point and like rodents like dead rodents. i don't remember and that then. batman comic i'm sorry <laughs> come out next to jared leto <laughs> <laughs> i would rather die than have jared leto yeah that's my, yeah, that's yeah, my fifty thousand dollar guest where it's that, like that, that's your olivia wild like you have a no jared leto rule that's the guest that i would charge fifty thousand dollars oh for the podcast thing right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. that's right like, you can come on it but like i have to yeah yeah let's get me 50 morbius. grand uh for 50 grand yeah let's talk morbius <laughs> hey if that if it's that kind of money i'll maybe i'll just give me 50 uh... grand i will change this podcast name to morby night extravaganza <laughs> What if he was just in the House of Gucci voice? Oh, God. Oh. I recently watched House of Gucci, and I was like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get why Al Pacino wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back back to uh, back to Booksmart. Uh, it's, it's, you mentioned uh, Barbie's... The opposite uh, of Morbius. Just... The opposite of Morbius, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're polar opposites on the, on the spectrum. Uh, I, I love the... 
like the, the whole Barbie, <laughs> the action figure, what do we call it? the action figure scene? Like the magical realism sort of like dream uh, yeah. drug yeah. Yeah, the, the, haze. The, the ayahuasca, but Asian. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I love that. Ayahuasca. But I actually have had a question about that too. Um, the idea for that, it kind of reminds me of like uh, how, you know, I mean, her brother is obviously like Beanie Felsey's brother is obviously, uh, you know, Jonah Hill. And it, it reminds me of, uh, you know, Sausage Party. And then this movie kind of has, like, you know, references to Superbad. Obviously, this movie, I think, is a lot better than Superbad was. But, like, you know, in the same kind of genre, um, I, I wonder, did did that ever come up as, like, a, as a, I guess, uh Superbad? No. Um, there was that movie where, like, Jonah Hill. Oh, was, the, 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 the an is it animated, it's animated or stop motion? It's it? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's CG animated. It. Yeah. It good. Wait, Sausage Party? But yeah. I'm saying, like, it felt oh, like God. that was... Some of that was like an homage almost to no, but they're literally sausages. That's the yeah, I don't. <laughs> that I saw that movie with my ex, oh, okay. and the last 10 minutes we were like, All right, okay. For, for the audio <laughs> listeners, Christina stared into the middle distance. You know, that, like that, 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 that would be scarred me, man. Short, just Christina's face going. Doing that. Yeah, that 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 would be like the like what emoji reacts. What are we doing on the the whatever? It doesn't matter. Anyway, you know it's funny. So I've never seen Sausage Party, but I did no. shoot. Well, I shot. I was responsible for designing the live action ending that was scrapped. Oh, so there, there, there's a live action. Oh, how funny! Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so, I yeah, uh, and I actually. That is kind of one of the reasons why I got on Booksmart because that was an Annapurna movie. So I just, yeah, I did a little piece, but I never, I never saw the movie. So, yeah, no, it wasn't yeah. a reference. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, let, let's 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 <laughs> let's cleanse the sausage party from our from our palate here. Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Caitlin Deaver because uh, she she is phenomenal in everything I've seen her in, and I've seen her in some garbage. Uh, there was a, a <laughs> god awful TV show she was in where where, where the, the episode. The episode she was in, like, like, was the best of the whole show, and she they they had some amazing actors on it. But like, uh, uh, like, like, you know, she just takes crap and, and makes it work. But she was also in Justified, um, which was a good show. Justified you know, was a very good show. Yeah, they had as had opposed to Monsterland, uh, which I'm sorry for everybody who worked on it because that looked that was such a did I you, was uh, laughing out loud at that show. Turn off the show. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you turn off fucking uh, the show to say like this show is good. I can't be watching this. That's not how I spend my time. <laughs> I only watch things that are a reputation to uphold. No, I, I've watched Justified twice all the way through, you know, and I'll probably do it again. Twice, uh, but, you know, wow, really twice? That's twice. a yeah. show. Yeah, no, I I love Elmore Leonard, so of course we're gonna watch it more than once. It, it brought uh, Walter Goggins to popular consciousness too. He was only yeah. supposed to be in like like what like an episode or two. Or yeah, something. yeah, because in the uh, the short story it's based on, he died. Yep. Anyway, that's a. It wasn't Stargate, but that was a perfectly reasonable deviation from the beaten path from the Andrew World. Everybody also brought up, yeah, Timothy, oh, Timothy Olam, you know, Caitlin Deaver Olam was in that as well. To, to prominence, I like that actor a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. she 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 needs to do a lot more and and you know bigger and better parts than Monsterland. I just also I love Amy. I in my opinion, she deserved a lot better than what happened to her in regards to Funny Girl. Oh, that. you know what? I'm only dimly aware of this. Like, do I need oh, to care about that? Oh. What, what happened? Well, she got. Well, there was always some issues with like investments and the producers when it came to Funny Girl, and uh -huh. the reviews weren't that great. Even though I felt like she did a pretty. I mean, it's a. It, my opinion, Fanny, Fanny Bryce is always going to be Barbara Streisand. No one can replace her. 
Sure. Yeah. And, and so she was scheduled to leave a little bit later, but then Bean decided to, you know, abruptly like leave the show like for good. And then Lee and Michelle gets cast and I'm like, oh, great. It's like episode of Glee. So I'm hoping that the spirit of Naira Vera ruins Lee and Michelle's opening night of Funny Girl. I uh, I saw a, a headline the other day that was like, um, oh, they they brought back Liam Shell for some reason, and it was like the most condescending headline towards her. Not <laughs> just to that, it was just like, oh, are we gonna have her like let her make a comeback? Oh, all right, that's. I guess. Yeah, listen, I, I'm friends with people who worked with her on Spring Awakening, and they're like, she's a nightmare to work for. I'm like, of course she is. She just looks like it. I I haven't watched like, <laughs> I haven't watched a whole bunch of Glee, but I've seen certain episodes of Glee like when it first came out and. She seems like a nightmare in that show. Like I, yeah. like, well, the weird thing is, is, is go back to that first episode, and that first episode, she was like this really likable character, and then the writers are like, "Wait, no, we're not doing that for her. We're we're and yeah. then they, not for her. That is not her thing. She is not. Yes. And then they made her like the worst character on the show, um, yeah. where like you know Sue looks great next to her. All right, well, we should we should get back to. Uh, I was gonna say, I think Katie Byron wants to continue working, so we should probably discontinue this line of. Uh, well, I, I have uh, I have a, a clip of Caitlin uh, Deaver and uh, Beanie Feldstein, and um, you know uh, Olivia Wilde all hanging out and talking about um, female sexuality in this film. Oh, cool! Yeah, we haven't even touched on that, so to speak. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for making this movie because it's so incredible. Thank and you. if I have this movie growing up yes. as a gay boy mm. and seeing like queer characters represented in this way, I'd yeah. be like, yes, thank you. This is what mm -hmm. I need. Mm -hmm. How much would this film have helped you guys oh, when you were growing up? So, so much. much. And in what ways? This movie is not a makeover movie, which right. I so love true. so much. I feel like there's so many movies that I grew up on where the women in the leading roles felt the need to change something mm. about themselves mm. in order to be accepted by their crush at school or to just be accepted by society. And I feel like that was a really big thing for me. Yes. So true. No assimilation, no yeah. desire or need to. No ponytail down. These girls know. Glasses off. They know exactly who they are. Yeah. They're, they know how fun they are mm. and how smart they yeah. are. Yes. They, they have no shame in it. Every character I related to growing up, like Lisa Simpson or Matilda or Hermione Granger, who are all references for, for me and Caitlin for this movie, they were alone. Mm. They weren't with another girl. Like even Hermione, she has two guy friends. Yeah. And I feel like to see not one, but two of these characters and their lack of competition between them, in fact, like their aggressive obsession with each other <laughs> um, would have been really, really meaningful yes. for me. Because also what's amazing about what you guys are saying is it's kind of like a movie where you go, I can see you and I can see what you're doing and this is really amazing. I see who you are as the person that you actually are yeah. and not like a stereotype of whoever we're Surface expecting judgment. someone to be. Yes. Can you remember a time where someone said to you, I can see you and how that changed you? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's funny. I referenced it when we were making the film, but I had a very good friend once say to me in a moment of like crushing insecurity and doubt, mm -hmm. she said to me, have you met you? And I thought, that's a really no. beautiful thing for a friend to say, like, I want you to see yourself the way I see you. I want you to value yourself. And I, I felt very seen by her and valued and filled with a sense of confidence and support that I was like, this is why we need our friends. Sometimes we completely lose perspective 
on who we are and our value. And you can slip very quickly into this place of just like, I'm worthless. Mm. And there's friends who tell you like, I will not let you degrade yourself. I will not let you minimize your skills and talents and beauty and all the other things that make you special. Have you met you? Cause I will continue to remind you who you are. And I just bet. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the best depictions of friendship I think I've seen in the screen in a while, frankly, like, and you know, I'm just taking that from perspective of just friendship in general, let alone two young ladies. And again, the no competition thing is so key to that too. Right. Cause how often is it like, Oh, they have to be like competing for a love interest or something along those lines. Or, or they have to be competing for like being valedictorian, which uh, they very much aren't in this. Like I would probably yeah. assume that, um, you know, they're one and two or something, or, you know what I mean? Like they're both, high up on on the list but like the fact that you know it's molly that gets to be the valedictorian and it never really comes up but that's the fact you know yeah it's I mean? not like a bone of contention or even like an item of discussion like it's just yeah. it's just sort of like no, like not, no jealousy or like or you yeah. know it's refreshing it's refreshing in a way that like when i watch it personally and again like of course i can say this like you know like, you know just look at me but like uh uh, you know, it seemed different. I was like, wow, so this seems very different in a lot of ways. And it's interesting hearing people talk about it because a lot of the things of, of just, you know, seeing certain types of characters represented and have it not be like a, hey, everybody, check out like this person, you know, like it's natural. It feels very, all feels very natural. And that's how it actually is a lot of the times, but you just never see it in uh, in media. And I think that's starting to change. It's starting to change now, but like it's like friends I, being supportive of each other for once without there being any like ulterior motives or yeah, animosity or anything like that. Because I yeah. remember when my senior year, the two smartest students in my grade, they were friends, but they were still competing about who would be valedictory, salutatory. And I'm like, just I'm like, you both have like the same like grade point average. Just just do it alphabetically. I don't Nobody care. will care in ten years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, actually, fun, a little quick story about that is that the valedictorian, he ripped, he ripped, like, the the the, the school board and the superintendent and all that, and he put an American flag on the podium. They put him in an in-school suspension after the graduation ceremony. It denied him his diploma, and I'm like, he's already, like, left high yeah, school. Yeah, like, can you do that when someone's graduated? I thought that was sort of like... Apparently my school did it. I, don't, I thought I wasn't going to get a diploma when I put on the captain flannel mask, but they gave Wait, one was, to me. Was that school in? Uh, <laughs> was that school in New Jersey or South Carolina? I South Carolina. I think derisively towards both those states. <laughs> in South Carolina, I'm like I thought they would be proud for, of a guy being patriotic and putting the American flag on the podium. Damn but no, I guess my school was a living commie school. They were like, they were like, that's not a Confederate flag. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what made the math. <laughs> that's I, the flag of northern aggression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like the the character of Jared, not the least of which is I thought from um, the like many folks, I think for the first five minutes, like ah, I know what this 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 dude's going to be all about, and it turns out there's the incredible like depth <laughs> between him and. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Kenzo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my Ezra Miller comment was because we talked about Ezra Miller last night for like 20 minutes on Red Flag. So, like, that was in my head. Yeah. I was about Shia <laughs> Oh, and Ezra Miller, Flash, running. You know, I get it. It's a, it's a good gag. It's a good yeah, gag. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, but there, there's so much. They just can't catch him. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, them, 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 them. That's I got corrected for that last night too, but they just can't catch them. Right. We, we regret the error. Uh, Skylar and and Billy's character, like their whole relationship, I thought it was going to be something totally different than what it is. And what it, what it is is like you get to see like this incredible turnaround. Uh, for, I mean, for both of them, but especially for the Jared character, where, where like, like he's fucking lonely, man. He's like, he's like, he throws this this party on a ship, right? With everyone has like individualized party favors and things along those lines. With an iPad. And, <laughs> with an iPad, exactly. Yeah, you need to be invited to that party, Andy. As hard as you are in your stuff, uh, <laughs> and, but it's like it comes from this like deep like sadness and loneliness of like him not being able to like really be who, who he is or, and, and like, it's, it, it struck me as like, like, like it wasn't, wouldn't even consider like the main narrative. Right. But it was so well done. And like, like the fact you get like a character that would be just a punchline in a lesser movie gets to have like a day in the sun is like so cool. And like the whole, I mean, the whole time, the first time I watched it, uh, their relationship too between the two. I'm like, what is going on with these two? Like, what is what what is happening? But like, you're enthralled because, and then it turns out, oh, it's way more nuanced and interesting than uh, than you, you think it would be. Um, and, I, I, and he also he also manages to like be understand that isolation. I think more than Molly does, right? Like Molly, yeah. the movie. The, the lesson that she really takes away from it at the end of it is like, no, like we're all actually isolated. Like, I, it's not right. just. You know, me and my friend against everybody else. It's like everybody, uh, not and and it's a very Gen Z um, social media age thing. You assume that everyone else is who they are in pictures. You assume that everyone else is who they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't figure that out till I was in my twenties. So good for them finding it out in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I think I figured that out last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie, how? What was up with the ship? Like, how was how was that to like make a vibe out of? Because that's a vibey party. Well, that was fun. Yeah, light up floor, ice tiger. Um, you know, that was sort of one of those like you know, when I said like, oh, it was like what 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 fun stuff have you always wanted to do? Yeah, um, ice tiger. Let's go. Put your yeah, photo on a uh, bag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like a there's a step and repeat that I don't think is in the show, but like yeah, there's like a step and repeat that you're supposed to take a photo with, and it's just Jared's head. Um, in a variety of places. Um, and then, like, oh, yeah, man. the entrance of the party just says, like, get ready to get bashed. Um, <laughs> Which is amazing. That That's, like, that's a Hall of Fame phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, I wonder why no, nobody showed up this party. Anyway. Yeah, and and then actually the murder mystery party was actually designed so that that actual house through murder mystery parties, and oh um, really? Oh wow! And so we just we had it in the script that like you know that like there was some sort of thing in the script, and I was like, well, let's make it a murder mystery party. And so Olivia and Katie Silverman, the writer, and Jason Sudeikis and I like all just went to this party as a as like sort of just to take notes and like. <clears throat> um, you know, basically like steal ideas and, uh, and, and, you know, come up with, come up with ideas. And then we ended up just like wanting to shoot there. So we're like, you know, we used it as our location. It looked different than how they made their murder mystery parties, but that was one of the most fun experiences of like research because going to that party was super weird. You had to like, um, you had to basically like take a role and like walk around and everyone was really off putting and 
I got locked in a closet for like two hours. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Yeah, it's just like one of those crazy things. Was R. Kelly there? Don't answer. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, too soon, Conan. Too soon. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, the that 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 set was like just so, I mean, the whole set piece was super fun. And then, yeah, like trying to figure out like how to bring Billy into like all of these different parties. Like, how can she do it? Well, well, maybe she's a time traveler and like we don't have to explain. <laughs> you, never, you never know. What I love that the, it's such a good gag too when you have the like, because you, you got this immersive murder mystery party going on. And like, you know, the it's it, and it's sort of like, you know, he's running around like, oh, you, you know, be serious, you know, pay more attention. Like what? And then like you see there's like the moment of like the rest of the family just like away, like, oh, you know, is it, is it still going? You know, I forget what the, the line is, but just like, oh, yeah, how's it going? You know, like you know, and they're in the kitchen is the kitchen right there. Like, and they're just like yeah. hanging out, like, you know, being out of the way. So it was yeah. not to be like embarrassing or whatever. And it's such a class. That's so fantastic he didn't have a he didn't have a no assholes policy though <laughs> well maybe for everybody else but not for him <laughs> right right yeah but but like it, it's so funny because you think about like the scope and scale of what throwing that in high school would be is like you'd have to have a lot of resources and a pretty permissive family yeah <laughs> and so like it's like then you see the moment of like oh yeah they're just they're just like letting them have it yeah, they're not they're not permissive they're terrorized <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah, He's like, Mom, I told you you can't you can't come out of this room until until fucking eleven o'clock. And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just close the door. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, this family's scared of this kid. Yeah, because there's like, let let him do it. Just this let that him whatever just, whatever he needs. Added last minute that little bit because we're like, well, who's whose house is this? And then we're like, let's put the family in the kitchen. That, I think that that's I mean that makes it for me. I, I, was, I was like, that's amazing because it's yes. like when somebody's so deeply into a thing like that, that like is probably not going to be shared by the people that they are in a family with, like, you know, they can go one of two ways, right. It could, it could, there could be like the, uh, um, you know, the, the, we, we, I guess we could call it the, uh, the weird science, um, uh, <laughs> Bill Pullman reaction, or it could be like something where it's like, I'm just going to, sure. Fine. I'll be over here. Like, let me know when it's done and when I can go to my uh, bed or the bathroom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Have your theater goons beat, beat up your family again please like just let your family yeah <laughs> it was well, so it was so dramatic last time you guys wear more like uh clockwork orange masks and everything just let us let us let us uh go to our our corner over here yeah yeah let's just let's have, have let's have peace for tonight and you know you can have your party i i think it's it's um well and it's it's i i like the idea of them searching for like this experience that they feel that they've been denying themselves by, by their studies. And then like seeing the different types of ways, parties that can play out. And then none of them really being like the perfect part, even like, even like the one that, you know, then even next part, it's not really the perfect party. It, it has the appearances of being perfect, but it's almost like a, um, the bears with the Goldilocks or something, right? <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> this girl is too straight. This girl, no. <laughs> I like to party. This uh, this pong is too is too long. This pong table. Um, at each yeah. party, one pong table is too short. One pong table is a little bit too long. This pong table, I don't know. He dipped from it. He dipped from it and went and made out with a girl on the floor. We didn't need to finish our game. We need to find the perfect pong game. <laughs> really do 
I, I do think for a movie this delightful, it's amazing that it actually has like a, a serial killer who, in fact, talks about all the behavior you shouldn't do to make things easier for a serial killer. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that that is yeah. I remember like like what's his deal? Why why is he why, why is he just like, so thinking you about like, up? Yeah, tying them up in the basement. This is weird. Okay, that's uh, very <laughs> maybe, specific. Maybe he listens to murder mystery podcasts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then... yeah. Uh, and then I like that it seems like a throwaway bit, but it actually ends up being very uh, pertinent. Uh, yeah, because they could have they could have had that bit and then left it there, and I wouldn't have asked yeah. that question again before yeah. that. Like the, the thing, and for her not to know it, right, sitting in jail, and she puts up the thing, and she's like, "What?" Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that was actually added in last minute too because we needed a way to get out, get her out of jail. It's perfect, though. Right? I mean, you couldn't just bring the uh, get out of jail free card and put it down. (laughs) I picked this up at one of the other parties. Ah, (laughs) she's got a get out of jail free card. We have to let her go. In fact, I think, like, in that, when we were shooting that pizza scene, he wasn't a murderer in that, like, when we were shooting it. And then we were like, oh, shoot, that would be good. Put put him on a flyer. You got, he got retroactively wanted. Yep. What was the biggest challenge, Katie, in this movie of, of like setting something up? Do you think? Oh gosh, I mean the the graduation scene probably was like the biggest challenge, just because, um, you know, like we're we really or like the school stuff in general, because we the way that the way that we show like we shoot schools nowadays is like we don't actually have like the people that like we don't hire as many extras as we probably should like you see movies mm-hmm. you see um fast times and it's like there's a ton of extras in that movie yeah it's like a whole it's a whole literal school exactly yeah, yeah. It's a whole little little school and so it's 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 really common to like shoot a, a high school and then and then just like you know skimp on extras and that was one thing that like we really didn't want to do so we really wanted to like you know have have like the, the the actual the, the shot where she gets um hit with a water balloon was also like a big thing because it was like gag after gag after gag. It's the end of the, the, the school year. There's like it's another thing that was cut is we filled like a um a locker with marbles and that was like, you know, opened and marbles came out and then there was like the you know, the fire extinguishers and, and so it was like that was kind of crazy because it's like you have to reset all the stuff and it gets really gnarly. Oh man. <laughs> and yeah, if you miss one marble and somebody slips on it, yeah, yeah. But you know, just like, yeah, and and also like wanting. I I kind of also had this idea that like, and Olivia shared it, which was like, if we see people in the background, they should be doing something. So let's like have all of the let's have a lot of that like crazy stuff happening. You know, like yeah, gonna be doing like hacky sack. That person's gonna be skateboarding. That person like. Just fill it with like a lot of stuff, but then what ended up happening? And it was just like sort of like insanity. But but Fast Times did that, like you know, like yeah, people would be absolutely. Like, you can yeah, there's like people carrying surfboards in the back of the shot um, for no reason, and you know, there's like bicycles, and it just felt like it was like so um, energetic. <clears throat> so oh god, here we go, here Not we again. go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving extravaganza squares. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't abuse that bit it's too funny no no it was hilarious because i was drunk i was just time. waiting when we were gonna do i was like okay any any time now we're gonna do it when forrest oh, comes man. back <laughs> so so insular 
Christ. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is episode 103. We can get away with it, right? Uh, but yeah, anyway, I think, well, it's funny you mentioned that, Katie, because I think that like it does have, there's a certain degree of lived-in authenticity that comes from having people that aren't just in the background to be in the background. And, and I think Fast Times is a good example because, which of course is based on a book written about actual experiences with high schoolers at the time, that like that doesn't feel as aged to me as a movie than other like quote unquote high school movies from around that time. And I feel like Booksmart's going to age well too, because of that, because it feels like a high school. And the fact that like, you're not immediately privy to everything that's going on, but there's probably some stuff going on. That's like of interest over here, but we're over here right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also it's like, we, we, the way that we designed it, I mean, it's like a fantasy film in a way, you know, it's like a fantasy version of LA, the fantasy version of high school. And, so it's like, you know, it's it has a level of naturalism to it, but it's like, you know, it's the it's the it's the the high school of our dreams in a way. Yeah. So, um, no, it was yeah. it's very believable, you know, unlike say say like Avengers where like everybody's just sitting in the background, you know, uh one guy's playing Pong. Um you know. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people had old brothers and had friends that talk like Jeff Spicoli, frankly. But <laughs> I believe it. I was born and raised in California. It's not that uncommon. <laughs> Katie knows. Yeah, true. I do. I, I talk like uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, especially. I've noticed that like uh, when, when drinking ensues, the dudes get longer. You know, that's yep. definitely a thing I do. And it was also nice to see uh, Eduardo Franco, you know, kind of come in and do that part, too. You guys, oh, the, the, the dude with the long hair. Who's on Stranger Things? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, there was Not another Joseph James Quinn. Franco brother. I was like, I was thinking oh. it was a James Franco doing Castro yeah. bit, too. No, I no, like, I, I, I literally, I, actually I didn't know that guy's oh, name. He's great, though. But no, his name's Eduardo Franco. Oh, it's great. funny because I knew him as Eduardo, so it's like I didn't really, yeah, with his last name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. He's like, have you ever made love with a Mexican? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that guy's. Yeah, that that guy's great. And I, I like the um, well, because that's sort of like a, the thing that tends to be somewhat unbelievable in a lot of high school movies, where it's like, oh, there's a teacher, but it's like obviously it's you know they're actor actress and they're like incredibly gorgeous and like whatever. It's like okay, like look, hormones are raging. Like there's definitely teachers that were like moderately attractive. That like, you know, if you got a bunch of teenage boys around. You know, like there's there's going to be some some hopefully that will all all be like, you know, vision boarding, lusting going on. And uh, to have that represented in a way that's not super creepy and gross is was really cool. So I kept expecting, like, oh, it's going to get is it going to no, no, and it went like right right I mean, up to the line. When it comes to male teachers and female students, everyone's like, oh, but when it comes to like boys and female teachers, you're like, hey, yeah, yeah that's cool. Like, exactly. Like, noise. Was, was, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Which, yeah, is, is uh, preposterous. I but like, I married a teacher while she was dating him while they while she was still in school. Yeah. Wow. Scandalous. Yeah. That's, that's scandalous. That's South Carolina, right? Yeah, South Carolina, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from his job and everything. Oh, we just checking. You know, yeah. South Carolina and New Jersey would be a great, like, game show. And you just, I mean, no, no. The, the, the teachers in New Jersey <laughs> wait <laughs> until their students graduate in our uh, of age. Then they might consider dating them. <laughs> so, so for us, for, the, for, this, for this game show, we just pull a news item and you just determine whether it was South Carolina or New Jersey that it happened in? 
Okay, so Forrest is... I've been trying to leave a game for Christina, so that's that's actually pretty good. There we go. And, of course, Conan's got the bad lieutenant uh, scale. Goddamn right. No cops in this. Well, 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 well there, there are some cops. They, they would be very, very much on the... I came up with this on the French Connection, Katie. This is the... You rate... Uh, uh, a, a police officer in in films, you rate on the bad lieutenant scale of like where they are, like D and D alignments. Yeah. But like, you know, bad lieutenant would be like you know the worst one, like the chaotic evil. <laughs> but then you could have like you know uh, neutral good. Though? You could have et cetera, et cetera. Most of LA Confidential would be somewhere on there. But we haven't actually implemented it yet. I just came up with this in a bit. We also did a bunch of Fred Flintstone material too, and that was hilarious. But yeah, anyway. the after parties get wild. How did you go from French Connection to Oh, I, I will tell you, because Jackie Gleason was up for potentially the role that Gene Hackman took. And then that led to that being Jackie Gleason, Honeymooners, Beget the, the Flintstones, and then uh, they just turned into nonsense after that. But yeah. Yeah. So the Gilmar, uh, Fred Flintstone, which is still, still a great bit. Yeah, Forrest was like crying, that. laughing at one point. How about yeah. yabba dabba don't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was me. That was off the top of my head, to be clear, which I think I said in the thing. But and then Forrest was crying, laughing, and it was hilarious. And yeah, God, no. pretty good. But anyway, I came up. It's a cop scale. It's, it's a way to like grade cops in fiction of how rotten. Like RoboCop would be like lawful good, right? So I, I wanted to throw it to the audience, but I think it's too. I think we did too esoteric of an ask. It needs to be more specific. But anyway. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff and Tim would love it because it's D and D. Okay, so yeah, how? So talk about the that the graduation scene. Like, like how? That's got to be nuts. Like, you don't get a lot of bites of the apple with that. I would imagine. Yeah, well, we shot that over a couple days, um, and yeah, like the biggest thing with that is like the light. Like, it's kind of boring yeah. to talk about, but like you know where the light is. Um, so. <clears throat> Yeah, my actually my mom um, made all of the curtains on that scene, and uh, yeah, like but like oh, but I guess like the challenging stuff is like all the stunt stuff with the car. Um, there's a lot of like like Olivia loves like car chases and like you know. She love the French yeah. Connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's literally all I remembered about it from when I saw it as a kid. I was like, oh, it's only like 15 minutes, but it's a great 15 minutes. There's Sorry, a really back to the French awesome. Connection. Yeah, and don't worry, darling. She added uh, some car work that is just incredible. Nice. Like, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we should have her come on and we could talk Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's handy for you. I think, that, like, uh, I think that like car stuff like really sort of like encapsulates like a like a you know it's like it's like the idea of like oh I, we're gonna be reckless like get in the car and go crazy you know that feeling yeah so I think that's like why like they keep making like her movies you know they really they really like mean something you know um i feel like when i drive to work sometimes i like have this thought of like i'm really taking off right now you know? peeling out doing a bootlegger's turn you know yeah. <laughs> i like that the car wasn't totaled like the car wasn't totaled it was just fucked up enough that uh it was still drivable but he yeah. still was able to be like oh my god my car that's my car i use that yeah. shit for work which is funny also because he's literally rich. He's doing the lift thing to like, you know, I mean, whatever ends he's meeting, but like I, he has that boat. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no way that he's not so loaded. But they still call him on, on an app for lift. Right. Yeah. Uh, lift. 
well, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's well, that that's one thing that makes that makes that character interesting, right? Because he's 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 in a way, it's almost a normalizing thing for him is, is to be able to do that. It's it also be. a way to be social. Yeah, it's a way to be social. It's a way to like you know meet new people. Yeah, it's very true. There are a few people that have done it. They have nothing but stories about it. <laughs> Not all of them good. It has some relationships that started on Lyft, actually. Really? Mm. All right. I'm going to save that for the after party. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so uh, when you're when 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 it came time to like the for the the ladies' rooms, right? Because these are characters that are in transition, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're not quite adults but definitely not children anymore They're not what was girl, right? <laughs> I was, I was trying to phrase it in such a way not to have that happen but I whatever miserably. <laughs> uh you were right to call me on it uh the th- th- that's kind of a fine line to do right because it's a certain age right there's a certain age and a certain um there's certain interests and you can tell a lot by a person uh you know, based on what do they have in their room? Like what kind of stuff like went into uh, the thinking with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, it's a, it's, it's like a, you, with these characters, I mean, their, their rooms are very different. Their houses are very different. Like Molly is like, has a single mother. It's an apartment. Her room is like, like she just hangs out in Amy's room all the time. Like any chance to like, you know, leave the house and go hang out with Amy is like, she takes it. So like Amy's room is definitely much more like um, lived in and like has lots of texture. And, and yeah, I think that there's like a, there's like a cleanliness to Amy's room. There's like a, an OCD like level, like all of her. Another I mean, thing I mean not the panda, about. but like everything else in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But like, but the, you know, like the drawers were all labeled with like, you know, there's like, there's drawer, all the drawers are labeled all, all the like you know cabinets are labeled with what what things are in them she's got like everything you know to make arts and crafts and um act like uh protest uh, uh posters and um she's really like you know we just wanted we wanted these girls to just be like very very um like into their hobbies in kind of like an obsessive yeah. way um and yeah, like Amy has more money uh, than Molly does, um, and and yeah, there, there's like little bits of like their childhood in it, uh, but but yeah, kind of like once again, we took a lot of liberty in in making a fantastic version of it because I feel like I've done a lot of research on what teenage bedrooms look like right now, um, or at least like five years. And they're like, I mean, people don't put stuff up on their walls really anymore. Like, it's kind of coming back. Really? Okay. You, know, you don't, you, there's no like, like everybody uses references of like, and then the girl has a collage of everything she likes cut out from magazines, but like that doesn't happen anymore. People don't, have, people don't get magazines. Um, so, you know, like it's, it's like teeny, teen, teen bedrooms look very different. So we took some liberty to kind of like add that like vintage level of like there's stuff on the walls. There's like stuff in um, but yeah, that was kind of a liberty. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you're not a 17 year old girl, Conan. So. I, despite well, my best efforts, yes. Looking at my wall, you think I was? I was gonna say, I was gonna make a joke about Andy broadcasting from a Russian gulag, but I thought it was too mean because he, he had he had a he had a brick background for a while, and every mm-hmm. guest would be like, "Hey, what's up with the stand up career?" You know? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really yeah. good. But he's he's working on it. He's got the bisexual lighting going. 
Yeah. Hey, what about me? Christina, you're always ruling the game. You don't get an award for it now. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, this is cool. <laughs> like, you know, we, we, we just bought the place uh, like a month and a half ago. So like it's been a slow process of getting like everything where it needs to be. Uh, currently, my, my computer is sitting on a uh, uh, desk stand, which is sitting on top of a microwave so it can be tall enough to, to uh, actually. Oh, you can make yourself food while podcasting. <laughs> while broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, I could. Good yeah, you can multitask. It's great. I like, can just plug it in. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. Beep, beep. What's what? that? Oh, it's just What's that sound. Oh, it's nothing. Just take out a fucking hot pocket. Where did that come from? Have you seen the video of the guy who broke into the bank to make a hot pocket? No. No, he's like getting arrested. Ralphie from uh, the league and like his pocket dog. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's like getting arrested. And, like, was it worth it? He's like, have you ever had hot pockets? Yeah, it's worth it. I have nowhere to go, go with that, any of that. But uh, yeah, Christina has the best lady in the game that isn't Francesca. Yeah, yeah. certainly best lady. Uh, the there's a well. Here's the thing. We're in there. There's a thing called the Purple Squad, and right. it consists of me, Momiki. Well, she's no longer podcasting. Francesca and Farron Cousins, and anyone who's got purple aesthetic for like their background. All right. Farron right. literally is, was is, like, is Andy, can Andy join your, your club? Your, there your you go. Yeah. Club? Yes. It's going to, yeah. I need to buy more lights and, and get them more pointed. Because it's the a whole barrier of entry. People have to buy a light bulb and they're in. Yeah. No, I got, I got three lights going right now. It's not bad, oh, but like, uh, okay. you know, I got the professional studio lights, which I didn't know how to do. I'm not in your manhood. I'm just making an observation. <laughs> no, this is. <laughs> I don't know. I could get more colors. I can get some green. <laughs> colors. <laughs> green wouldn't work. Speaking uh, of colors, hey Katie, what kind of colors did you like putting in this movie? Like, oh, I'm. You know, I, it's funny. I don't. That was I, good. That was I, a nice I, thing. I feel like that, yeah. <laughs> they desperately tried to dig out of this bit. Yeah. That's one thing that I think. Like when I get everyone is always like, what's your color palette? And I feel like I try to have, I try not to have a restricted color palette. It's just like, let's just, let's just sort of like pick what works and then, and then the color emerges. So there is a color palette to Booksmart, but it's, um, but like it kind of wrapped there on its own. Yeah. Is it like uh, how, how Lucas did it in uh, Return of the Jedi where like, you know, uh, the stuff in Tatooine was brown, the stuff in uh, Endor, he was going very green, you know, like, like, it was very forward thinking uh, stuff in the Death Star was very black and white with uh, hints of red. You know, it was it, so so you knew where each place was because it was so distinct and its color palette. It was, did you try to do something? Every, not not every quite planet, as it's gotta be a different color. Every planet, you know, we've got a different <laughs> planet. <laughs> but, well, you, but, yeah, I think it just happened naturally. I mean, the, the thing that I basically designed sets around is like lamps and lighting. So it's like yeah. what sort of jewel box, what like opulence, what like, is it amber glass or is it rose-colored glass? So it's less about, like, solid color and more about, like, the variety of color through glass. I don't know if that makes any sense. but um, I but follow yeah. you because I think like that. Look at this. Look there at my go. wall. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, you know, it's funny because, like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, like, talk in production design about, like, color theory. And, like, mm. you know, you, you'll hear all the time, like, Oh, like you know, we should like not introduce red until like something bad happens, and then it's there, and then all of a sudden, like you know, taking a turn, or, or like, or oh, they're they're um, you know, that character is in healthcare, so her house is purple. Like that was like a Breaking Bad thing, I think. Mm. Um, 
but so I don't really do any of that stuff. I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was Marie. Everything in that house was purple. Yeah. It was. I that's remember. True. Yeah. I that out and they're like, it, no, it looked like you're... Christina's. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Marie was in the purple club. She was not in the yeah. mineral club where they're yeah. she just kept she kept you know. <laughs> yeah. Katie, have you have you heard the term bisexual lighting? Are you familiar with that term? No, what's that? This well. It's it is it's and it's also it's also one of our favorite images to show is that this is the Wikipedia entry for bisexual lighting. What? Is, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's that scheme of like purples and blue, but it's a skeleton, so we love Speaking showing this off whenever possible. For Halloween, I'll get myself a skeleton to sit back there. It can be the bisexual lighting skeleton. Yep. Is it because it's like is the idea is it's like pink and blue together, or is it just like? What, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the bisexual pride flag in a way. Like yeah. mixing like the pinks and the purples and like the blue. I have to get I have to get a new moon lamp. I I like to keep it blue, so I'm missing the blue in my bisexual lighting. I feel wow. like we should name the skeleton because we bring it Bob. up more often than some returning guests. Yeah. <laughs> should be a gender neutral name. Anyway, we'll work on that in the after party. Uh, Billy. Yeah, that works. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's there could be uh yeah. Billy B I L L I E B I L L Y. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So it's uh and then Bill was my favorite companion on Doctor the New Who. So, you know. Bill Bill Potts, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic companion. Named after Billy uh what's her face from the beginning of the show? Billy Lord. Dear Lord, yeah. I, 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 again, daughter, show some respect. Uh, yeah, and I had forgotten about that, and uh, I was like, oh yeah. But like, it's funny because like, like I said, if there ever was a like a character, like if there if there was a book smarter, which I'm sure there will not be, but like you would have to have to see what she's up to, like what's she up to? Yeah. Like, where is she wild carding now? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> like what was that? What's that she's story teaching. like? She's actually one of the teachers at the high school now. Oh, there you go. She's teaching a, a fashion class. There you go. Or she might yeah. be one of those people that is like 21 is like, I do not drink anymore. I don't do anything. Yeah, just done. Done completely with like any wild card yeah. activities. Yeah. Just meditation. That's all she does. Right. Yeah. And, and she's going to be down. like screech uh, on say by the bell, the new class, just for some reason, still at the high school, even though he graduated a year earlier. Mm. Right, exactly. Just, just never, just never left. Really. Yes. Was, yes. Why, why, why would you leave? There's just you know the obligatory uh, screech reference there. Yeah, yeah. Wedge it in. You took the crowbar and you wedge it in. We appreciate that about you. Yes. Moment still. Also, because this does deal with categorization, how we do categorize different people, and the fact is, we're living in 2019 and we're still doing this. Because people are still going to come here and be like, "These are powerful female roles." And it's kind of like, find me a woman who isn't powerful in her own right. Hello. Come on. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Yeah, yes. Good morning, Britain. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing here. But like, can you recall a time when someone's trying to categorize you guys as mm. something and how do you overcome that? Yes. yes. As actors, it's constantly mm. happening. Constantly. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I was, and I still am, obsessed with musical theater. And when you're like chubby and you're obsessed with musical theater, everyone's like, have you played Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray? Mm. And I was like, ugh, there are other roles. stop it. Like, yeah. I want to play the baker's wife and Into the Woods. I want to play Dot and Sunny in the Park with George. Mm. I was like, I don't want to play Tracy. Like, I'm so much more than just this surface judgment that you're you're seeing me as. So I, I remember very early on being like, oh, screw that. I'm so much more than 
than just my body or just mm. one the sound of my voice mm -hmm. or you know whatever it is but i think it's such an important thing to do because i think so long we've spent so much time like especially things like slut shaming yes and like films like this are directed at young audiences that kind of message we're sending out there to be like you can make the choices you want for you yes. and having respect for that amongst your community and i think that's such an amazing message you guys get across in this absolutely we have two characters literally talking about sex positive feminism yeah. in a film that is just extremely fun and mm. funny but there's there's language and messages in there that hopefully are lifting all genders up and yeah. all people to allow themselves to be whatever they want to be. This generation doesn't need to be preached to. They're no. better. They're just better and smarter. And they already know all the things that now older people are starting to embrace. Yeah. They're shouting from the rooftops. They are at the gates saying, this is our world now. Thanks for messing it up. We'll fix it. Move out of the way. Yeah. We don't yeah. accept your paradigm. We're shifting it. And this movie is honoring that and saying like, yes. Yes, take it away. Because it is a bit like with the treatment of a lesbian character, for instance. Yeah. Where you're not like, this is a lesbian. Yeah. And then like, it's not like, like lights <laughs> behind her being like, this is lesbian, yeah. go ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just being like, it's because it's kind of like within our generation, I would say. It's like the sick thing you would probably mention about someone. Yes, it's exactly. Not like, I we welcome his my lesbian friend. Yeah, right. we always <laughs> talk about like Amy's character bio and what that would say. Mm -hmm. it, her, her sexuality would not be the first or the second or third, it would, yeah. there would be so many other things about her because mm. her sexuality does not define her. Also the fact that the only love scene in our film is between two girls mm. and it encapsulates all that teenage sexuality is. It's like nervous and awkward and yes. consensual and funny and weird and beautiful and sexy and all those things. But telling that story of teen sexuality through a queer yeah. scene mm -hmm. is super radical. Because what would you want to see this film change about discussions around female sexuality? If you could put one message out there, what would you want to say? Oh, just removing all judgment. I was yeah. going to say smart yeah. girls are horny. Smart <laughs> girls are horny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is it. <laughs> I love that. But you never see message. these types of characters that are like getting in TL and present the senior class and like watching, yeah. you know, yeah. changing like you know, yeah. women in Botswana yeah. like talking about, about masturbation yeah. and porn yeah. in yeah. such a normal way in this movie. Yeah, it was funny when we were shooting the, the scene where they watch porn. It was so important to me that we not see the porn. It's not about the porn. It's about the fact that these girls are watching it and genuinely turned on and we're not judging them for mm. it. The shaming has to stop. Yeah. And, the, and the assumptions about if you're horny, you must be stupid or unserious in some way. All of it has to stop. At the end of the day, we're all thirsty. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> At the end of the day, thank you so much, and guys. Honestly. <laughs> You know, it's funny because we've gotten the whole show. We've barely commented on the uh, the sex positivity part of it because it's a huge part of the movie and it's easy to forget about because it's so naturalized. And I think that's that's notable in and of itself that, that the movie is able to pull that off and just have it be like, this is like a normal, you know, it's a normal thing. And why not? It should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love those uh, women. What's that, Katie? I just like, I love watching those women. I love those women. Yeah, they're, it's 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 pretty great, and you know, it's it wasn't certainly hasn't been the focus of this discussion, but I love that. Again, there's something about presenting uh, those types of relationships, and again, being real about them in the way that you know teenagers actually are, and like not being scared of what that looks like or like you know having it you know oh it's gonna be misrepresented to be like this or whatever or like you know whatever porkies was invoked in the comment section right like you don't have to pull a porkies with it like you can just have to be part of the life like it is for you know actual teenagers you know who would have thunk it and uh, i think that's fantastic
Uh, anyone else got anything on that before I transition out? No takers. Okay. Uh, also, places where people are uh, weirdly horny and thirsty, of course, are letterbox reviews and uh letterbox is an open source democracy katie are you familiar with letterbox do you do you, do you know what that is yeah, yeah oh so it's social media site film lovers get to talk at with into each other but the films they love the films they didn't love the films they are strangely loquaciously thirsty for and uh everything in between and people get to have their say not the siskels and the eberts per se but bottom-up democracy Everybody gets to have their say. Uh, this is, of course, best expressed on the Andy's old background, the brick wall, working your tight five at the comedy store uh, format. Uh, one-liners are best. Keep it succinct. Don't bore us. Get it to the chorus. These are the letterbox one-liners for Booksmart. Forrest takes away, please. When Amy doesn't know how to interact with the girl she likes and just awkwardly throws up a peace sign, this is a lesbian representation we have wanted and needed. Amen. <laughs> I could totally see my youngest do that around the girl she like. They like. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's very real too. That's yeah. I, 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 I was that's such a, that was such a cute moment. <laughs> you can react to these too, Katie. Like it isn't just us <laughs> if, you, if you want to. <laughs> this is exactly the reason why women sh should be the ones directing female leads coming of age movies. Yes. Testify. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's just get a witness. Truth. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I get arrested, I'm going to say shotgun, just like my girl Amy. Yeah, I'm really jealous. Whenever I, uh, I I got arrested for doing a uh, art show because uh, it was around police brutality. What? And oh, okay. What? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a whole long story. Uh, it was for a graphic novel I worked on. Anyways, um, I I really wish you know like my my one thought watching this movie is like, man, I should have totally done that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I don't think I've ever seen that in a film too. So good stuff. Kudos. You know that scene where Molly goes in a rant about how she has a crush on a guy, but she can't have it because she doesn't like it when she doesn't have full control of her emotions and just wants to shove them down until they go away and wants to avoid the guy and pretends to hate him. Yeah, same. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's L-O-U-R-D for the audio listeners, by the way. Yes. That's the joke. Mm -hmm. the, pr <laughs> the principal asking if the lesbian porn blasting his Cardi B is maybe the best joke to ever happen in the history of the movie image. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, was this, was this before or after WAP? Uh, when did that come out? This is... Set in 2019. WAP came out two years ago. I know that because a couple days ago they put out the thing that was like WAP came out three years ago. <laughs> gotcha. So it would have been a different Cardi B. Me with every character in this movie. Oh my God, this is my favorite character. Yes. That's the best. Which is, goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Everyone's well-rounded. Everyone has an arc. Everyone has like a lived life and it, feel, it feels different. It hits differently. So... Uh, Jared, I would wear a shirt with your face on it. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool looking shirts, you know. Why not? Yeah, you can do. I've, know, I've worn worse lately. I, I've walked around with uh, with Conan's face on my uh, sh uh, uh, on me. So. <laughs> you have that's and forest. Technically, it's all of us. Yeah. Yes. All, or the or three of us. Not Christina. It's it's, it's the uh, it's the the picture in the corner. I have a shirt with that on it. The only face anyone might want to look at that we don't have on the shirt. But anyway. Yeah. 
Well, no Falcor, so you know, and Audrey. You can just Photoshop Christina's face on Falcor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good response, Christina. All aboard the SS lit as fuck. That's our, yeah. uh, our after party, by the way. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those are the Letterboxd one-liners for Booksmart. You can, of course, follow uh, the show, uh, which Moving Extravaganza, that's Forrest over there. I, of course, am Kona Neutron. All over Letterbox. Come at me. Come at me? That's that's, uh, that's confrontational. Uh, Andrew not World. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please. <no. laughs> that is classic after-party material, my friend. Um, J. Andrew Panda Hump World over there. Uh, watching all the weird stuff so you don't have to, or maybe so you can later. Uh, he's on Letterboxd as well, right about now. Uh, I'm Christina, watching all the Johnny Depp movies and also ones that do not feature Johnny Depp and yeah. uh, make, make, and make a whole thing of it. Katie, you have a Letterboxd account? Should I? I don't mean to. I don't. I don't. But maybe I'll get one. If, if, if you do, everyone should follow Katie Byron on Letterboxd, a place for film. Jay, Andrew, Panda, Hump, World. Take us away with the plugs, please. All right. Um, it, uh, since you're watching us right here on YouTube, uh, do the YouTube things, like, subscribe, uh, comment, hit the bell. And, of course, the big ask, watch the video to the end. I know I know that's hard, that's hard, but you get that great Kona Neutron song at the end. You, you can't, you can't, you're, it's, 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 it's a fair deal. We, we, we worked hard so you can watch it to the end. Um, also, uh, J. Andrew, do, fair deal world. Yes. Uh, we are on Twitch. A true um, man. A true man. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, please, uh, you know, uh, like, um, you know, I don't know. Do you like videos on Twitch? I don't even know. I don't have, yeah, I, don't, I don't, we can't be on Twitch. Well, we're anymore. not on Twitch anymore. We're not on Twitch. Okay. I will skip Heck. that. Cool. The, the plugs will get shorter. Yes. For All right. We, but if you are wanting to listen to us in audio form, which is a great option to do if you're doing something else, um, because you know, please don't drive and watch us. That's just awkward. Uh, <laughs> I, we don't I, want would, to be I, I wouldn't mind if you crashed your car watching us just, you know, at the last second, Switch oh, off something else. Only uh, if you orgasm. <laughs> Wait, that's wow. <laughs> Jandu world, everybody. Yes. I wasn't going there. Sorry, I was, sorry, going, I was going Cronenberg on us. I want the um, so much. That, <laughs> but but this, we are, we are the most, superior uh, crash, to be sure. But anyway, please continue. Yes. <laughs> we are on most uh, podcasting apps. Um, you know, so please find us on there and do all the the liking and commenting and uh, you know all the, all that good stuff. Uh, if you can. And uh, wait. Do all that good stuff. Yes. If you can. Yes, if you can. <laughs> Not, don't do it, I guess. You know? Exactly. Now, we, we do have a Patreon. Uh, the Patreon, if we get uh, uh, 50 subscribers, uh, I think Forrest was going to watch Morbius, which is why he just left. We can go do it. Yeah, he's, he's like, I said, no, such like, thing. it's not Morbid time. Bye bye. <laughs> like, no, I got to catch check into rehab. Kate, Katie, they, they agreed on this uh, stretch goal while I was on tour, by the way. I was like, I never agreed to that. <laughs> you know, you know, I pull out the whole I butter beer. Do it. Don't be blaming me over here. Okay. Uh, I pulled there. out the peanut butter beer and said, hey, 50 subscribers, I'll drink peanut butter beer. Because that sounds terrible. Good. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's there's some okay. good peanut butter beer. Yeah. Anyway, well, the thing is, it's like, like, is it peanut butter and chocolate beer? Like that would work. Yeah. It's like a chocolate stout with like peanut butter. It's like Reese's, but, but look. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. No, Belgian no. Belgian Beaver sure. does one, I think. Uh, um, but, but there, I found, I found this, uh, uh, just pure peanut butter, non-alcoholic beer. It sounds like the worst thing possible. I will drink that if we get 50 subscribers. 
There you go. There you go. On the Patreon, everybody. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com. Moving next extravaganza. All right. Yep. What else? And uh, we'll this you also get to after party forever. Uh, party forever. We never get it. We, we, I know we, we got we got to count it off or something. You, you know we should do we should like uh, you know you should do the recording like I suggested. You know like a striper did did battle him with the republic. You know this over dramatic and striper did that like, record a song. They did a very hilarious again. version of it. I'm sorry that the, their version's so good it's funny. As done by in the style of Striper, like we see like karaoke, like and it does like in the, in the style of Michael Jackson or whatever. It's like in the style of Striper. Yes. Um. Also, Chris, uh, um, Christina is on Twitch. Uh, you should you should go there, like her, follow her, um, subscribe. Uh, because you know, uh, keep me at one sixty eight. Yeah, and hit up yeah, her Patreon because she needs uh patrons. Yeah, if you if you if you don't want to, this is my thing. If you don't want to subscribe on Twitch and be like, "Hey, four ninety nine seems like a lot," and you yeah, don't, have I don't want Bezos to give my money. But if one you have Amazon Prime, one dollar a month, guys, one dollar a month, and you help support my stream. Amazon Prime, it's free. Yeah, help, help pay for her bisexual lighting and internet stream. Yes. Yeah. But I'm gonna be a bisexual Batman. dollars this month. That's good. What else, got, Andy? What's yeah, Conan. Uh, who's coming up on uh, Protonic Reversal this week? Uh, Scott Pico, Almanac Man, and Bear Claw uh, tomorrow. So that should be a good episode for the nerds that know who that, those bands are. Oh, I don't actually. So, and Chat Pile week after that, the uh, whole band. That's a little more in the zeitgeist. Okay. And you got uh, uh, Action Chief is out. Uh, nothing but solos. Is that right? You're. It's getting closer. It's just the solos. Is the, is the, the name solos. of the album. You're getting closer okay. though, and I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, because you know it's a dangerous nomenclature which is also available on Bandcamp. it is we're getting the vinyl in a couple weeks and uh, you know what i really should do is was write it down because <laughs> i didn't i do have dangerous nomenclature down there good well yeah yeah you can still buy it copy's still available neutronfriends.bandcamp.com yeah. <laughs> and the vinyl's out right yeah 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 and uh we're the chicago and milwaukee shows coming there's a there's a ton of stuff coming up uh for west coast but i can't announce until next week so Okay. Well, you know, stay tuned. Watch the space, people. Uh, you got a Patreon. Uh, Patreon gets you ac early access to uh, uh, Protonic Reversal episodes. And mm -hmm. subscribe to Protonic Reversal on YouTube. Yes, indeedy. All right. And Katie, do you have anything you want to plug? We didn't talk about this before the show. because uh, we, No, I, was no, I don't do that. <laughs> okay. No, I'm Katie, kidding. Katie does, is ubiquitously doing cool stuff. Katie worked on Come On, Come On, which I as determined correctly was the best movie of last year. So, oh, yeah. uh, although we didn't actually do like a, a top of tops of 2021. Yeah, it was like between between that and Barb and Star, right? Barb and Star is very good. Yeah, it's up there. It's on my list. Which, yeah. uh, so, so Katie, yeah, honest question. Anything you want to? like bring up that uh we're gonna do final thoughts in a minute but anything you want to uh bring up that maybe folks can check out man i i katie byron instagram i mean i'm a little brain dead because i started at like five in the morning this morning yeah. so i'm just like i don't gosh no i've got to get out of this industry she, Katie posts a lot of uh, pictures of like cool places he's staying where on set, like they yeah. kind of like neat little like kind uh, of kind of like what Instagram used to be before. before. I'm yeah. gonna get myself in trouble if I keep talking, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's that. 
thoughts? All right. I think so, I think yes. We're going to hand it off to Forrest for the final thought segment of the moment. And Forrest, just disappeared. <laughs> uh, so so uh, final thoughts for the movie. Anything that we didn't discuss? Anything that uh, we did discuss and get into depth of? Uh, Katie, anything on Booksmart? Uh, final thought wise that you want to uh, share with the the audience and us? Yes. It's just I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you guys watched it, and I'm glad that like it's uh, oh. still in in part of the like conversation. I think it's it's rare to um, it's rare to get to speak on something that like was made five years ago. Um, everybody wants to talk about the thing that you just made, um, which you can't usually talk about. So it's nice to like talk about something you guys all know. It's nice to have you and have someone informed with it because we don't get to do that very often. So it's a very nice treat. Yes. Christina? So when this movie dropped on Hulu, I was really, really excited because I was like, I was I wanted to see in theaters, but I never got the chance to. So I watched it and I loved it. And I just it's one of those movies that I just kept watching over and over and over again. Uh everything about this film is like flawless to me. Olivia Wilde's direction was incredible. The set design production was amazing. The acting and the storyline is just phenomenal. Um like I mentioned before, this is like a Gen Z coming of age film, a film that this generation desperately needs outside of like TV shows and whatnot. So uh, I'm looking forward to more of Olivia's um, projects. One of them coming up really soon. Like I think like next next month, maybe. Is that right? September? Is that when it's coming out? <laughs> looks great. Panda Hump, what's up? <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, I, uh, I not actually mention, we mentioned your name, your your nickname on the show. We never actually talked about that. I guess we don't need to. But no, like, no. I mean, you know, it's, just, yeah. it's such a great. I, no, I just no, loved yeah. also the scene where uh, the parents are like rubbing the panda on their face. I know. God, it's so. It's, no, don't do it. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's such a great moment. But but anyways, um, yeah. I think I think uh, the only thing I, I do want to say is that I think the only thing that is probably not going to age well is the whole baking tampons in Zimbabwe uh, because, you know, lions, uh, you know, can smell blood. It's like, come on, they've been living in Zimbabwe for how long and, and having to deal with uh, uh, that kind of, that, that's, that's kind of, um, uh, they, they didn't, they didn't call it out for being uh, like settler colonial or whatever, you know, uh, combination of phrases you want to pull out to, to, to mention about it. And, and uh, they, they kind of stood out to me like, like that would have been a good joke to have to kind of like, you know, be like, Hey, isn't that kind of, you know, just just somebody at some point to, to, to say, like, you know, call that into question. But I don't know if that would have completely derailed the movie uh, uh, in other ways. But but let yeah. me derail your final thoughts and say it was Botswana. But, Botswana. Yes. And, and and it was a very honestly, like as a line, it's funny. Um, but but uh, uh, which is like, important in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but will it hold up? That's the question. Uh, and I, I, I just wanted to uh, bring up that lineup because it, after I thought about it and it started to not sit well with me. Um, uh, and I could see, I could see it, uh, that, that being like the one thing like, like, you know, years later, people were like, yeah, it's really good. But that Botswana joke, man, they could have done without that. All right. So then I will not comment on that and instead do my final comments, which is say that I think this is a uh, delightful, rollicking and hilarious romp. I used the word delightful earlier, and I mean that earnestly. Uh, there's strong three-dimensional characters here, real stakes 
and I think it is, as Christina very uh, importantly put up earlier, it was a very newish take on a coming of age story. And I think it's very needed. And that this is actually the movie that led us down the path of doing basically a month of movies uh, along those lines, not necessarily like this, but doing coming of age movies. I'm really excited to cover those. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to see the the width and breadth of all of them. Uh, you know, getting back to, to Booksmart, I mean, both leads are fantastic and hilarious and uh, yeah, Billy Lord, best wild card in, in recent years. Right. I mean, that character is in, incredible. Uh, and uh, Olivia Wilde's direction as a, as a, as a debut feature, it's skillful, cool, and assured, and quite impressive. And it's it's a really great film, and I'm glad we covered it. And it's been really great having you on, Katie. Thank you so much.